0: Holy Spirit come. There is such a synergy happening in the kingdom. People call it a revival. People call it an ignite, a fresh wind, whatever it is that you want to call it. It's happening. And a conversation like today with Keenan Clark is going to just be further evidence of his connective power, of his presence, of his love, of his passion for his people. You are an Adam, my friend. Will you stand up in that authority? Will you stand up in that grace? Will you own it, receive? Keenan, I'm so grateful for your energy and the way that you poetically put words together. And I hope that you guys follow him on social media, if anything, but surely listen to this podcast first. Tag us both. He will surely share you out, as will I. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time out, not for me, not for Keenan, but for how the God of our universe, the God of our hearts, the God of our salvation, will actually speak through us in this opportunity of listening and receiving and speaking and walking and activating. Oh gosh, it's so good. Enjoy. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. What is up? I am so pumped for this conversation. You guys are about to meet my new friend, Kenan Clark, and I have been consuming his content for months now. And so to be able to share in a content creation moment feels awesome. And I can only give the glory to God. I'm so glad that you're here, brother.
1: Hey, thank you for having me, Tamara. It's just an absolute honor to be here. That has to be the sickest intro. Isn't it rad?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll get it. That's Come on. I so hope to
1: so live that. up to the hype of just that moment right there. Like I was like, I want to listen to me. Exactly. That. Who
0: is that? I need to know yes, that so person. Cool.
1: Yeah, you made me look so much cooler than I am. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, so good. Actually, we were talking, Dane and I, and, and I know we're all connected in yeah. this Christian content creator space. We were talking on a live earlier today, and he was sharing about a bishop who was talking about the mirrors in which we exist. And one of them is the mirror in front of ourselves. And we can be like our worst enemy, right? When we stand in that and we don't know who we are or yeah. whose we are for that matter, we yeah. self critique. And we self-analyze. The next one was that opinions of others. And so it's the element of like titles and comparison and all of that. And so yeah. right now for anyone listening, you guys are just open and welcome to have a seat at the table because there is no yeah. hierarchy in the kingdom other than the King of Kings. Right. Come on. And we sit underneath that throne and I'm excited that we get to look to each other, no matter how many followers we have, no matter what our backstory is, it doesn't matter. We no. ultimately all have the same lineage and the same destiny, which I love so much.
1: Yes, we do. I I couldn't have put it better myself. That's so good. I like to say this. There is level playing ground at the foot of the cross. Whether you feel like you you are killing it or you have been killed, it (laughs) is killing you. There is level playing ground at the foot of the cross. And that's That's where we find ourselves today.
0: That is so good. That's just that level of humility, no matter where you are, because you'll be humbled. And then we have to remain in that state of humility, right?
1: That's so true. And I think sometimes that's the fight of our faith is just to remain in that place where Jesus saved us, found us, sustained us, and allow him to keep doing it. I mean, it's so easy true. to let him minister to you at first. And it's 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 one thing to try to get it all right by yourself in the... Uh, yeah, yeah. And we could go off on. a. On oh, a we will. And we off. can.
0: And I'm, down. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to. <laughs> so, Kenan, I'm so excited. You have so much um, going on in your life right now that uh, speaking to like that element of hierarchy, people can look to from a highlight reel perspective to be like, oh, he's so young. He's made it. He's on all these stages around the globe. And his his platform is continuing to grow. And God is blessing his life. And he's got a beautiful bride. And they have a baby about to come. Like, there's so much blessing. Yeah. I I want to know where, obviously we know who it stems from. We've determined right. that. But right. what has the process been like to be to that place and surely knowing that you're still existing in your humanness right now and that right. not everything is perfect or peachy king? Right. Let's talk about the backstory. Where where did Keenan come from? Is mama a praying mama? I want to know all the deets. Uh, that
1: That is a great question. And and to be honest with you, yes, um, I think you you kind of got there before I could get there. But <laughs> in, in, in all honesty, and all transparency, I'm going to just get jumped to the to the end of the story. I had great parents. Um, I had a mom and a dad and still have great parents. Obviously, they've not passed on or anything like that or, you know, disowned me. Um, but I still have incredible parents who loved me. My mom and dad are pastors. Uh, I actually serve underneath them here at our church at Celebration Church in San Angelo, Texas. And they gave me a front row seat, not what it looked like to be perfect, but what it looked like to give your best in an authentic effort to truly love people and to truly love Jesus. And one of the things I will say, and, and this is one of the things I am thinking about, I'm, I'm right now we are literally about a week away possibly from our baby being born. So obviously I am, I am thinking through, we can talk about that some, but I'm, yeah, I'm very excited, but obviously I'm beginning to think, what does it mean to truly father somebody? How do I do it? For sure. Like my parents did it, you know, I, it it can seem so normal to me, but I know there was so much intentionality that went into it. And I, I just think ultimately my parents never put their reputation on me they never put Mm. the weight of their reputation on me. Mm. And I'll just go ahead and preach before I preach. (laughs) But I think the reason that my parents did that is because that's what God does. God never puts the weight of his reputation on his children. Mm. And so many of us, like so many people have literally, I know them personally, they don't want to go full in with God. They don't want to go full in on Jesus because they're like, God, I, I, I can't bring the right amount of glory that your name deserves. And I'm like, I forgot you were, you were the one who was supposed to give him his glory. Last I checked, he gets his glory from just being himself. <laughs> so and, good, And God never puts <laughs> the weight of his reputation on his children. And that is what has freed me up, not as just a, a child, you know, of my parents, but honestly, as a child of God, and really to step into the pastoral and preaching gift that is on my life is I'm not up here with God's reputation on my shoulders, You know, it's that old, you know, one of our favorite songs, Gyra, uh, elevation, come on. I wasn't holding you up, so I can't let you down. There's nothing I can do to let you down. You are sustained all by yourself. And it's, it's, it's a thrill. It's an honor. It's a privilege to get to just play a part in this whole thing. And if I screw up, I screw up, but grace is there to pick me up. And uh, that's, that's the story of my life is a, is a life marked by grace.
0: Goodness. Well, as you step into that realm of fatherhood and parenting, it absolutely will um, embolden and, and brighten the love of the father towards you as yeah. much as you might already understand it, especially with having a, a father here on earth that's so good um, yeah. and so sweet and so kind and such a good example. There's nothing like, like looking to the face of your mini-me, right? Yeah. And I'm it, excited changes. It changes everything. And honestly, I I wasn't in the same scenario in the raising realm. Um, My parents are incredible, love them so much, and they adore me. Um, But they didn't know God in the same way that my mom now does. And I got to help steward that experience for her and be a vessel of the Holy Spirit to like witness to her. And I'm doing Mm -hmm. that still even um, for my dad in this season. But for my children, it calls me into a higher element of my faith, knowing yeah. even still, I can't love them more than God does. Right. I no, I won't be able to. And no. so to be able to entrust that same being for me as a woman and your wife as well, yeah. you literally carried that child. Right. Predestined for good works. He knew her. Is it a girl or a boy? It's a boy. It's a boy. Knew Come on. It's a boy. Before you gave it to him. Yep. And, and that is a, it's just, it's going to blow your mind. And literally it probably already has knowing that there is a child in her womb. It's just,
1: it's the the craziest (laughs) thing. It is the hardest thing to wrap my head around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's wild.
0: It's crazy. But as I was even like watching that awesome intro video, I was thinking about the things that you've birthed into the world already that you've released, right? Whether it's sound, whether it's wisdom, whether it's relationship, whether it's love, Um, And you're doing this in such a profound way. At what age did your parents or did you recognize that there was this special anointing with words? And I I like to call it like it's fire. It's holy fire for (laughs) sure. But holy fire connected to a bit of fury. And I think a lot of people can be afraid of that because they feel like they're going to be too religious or they're going to like throw out conviction to people. But that's Totally not your heart when you listen to no. the way that you share and preach. But how did you know?
1: That is an, it's such a great question, and honestly, I I, I love this because um, when I was a kid, obviously I grew up with a dad who was a pastor, parents who were pastors, um, and I would people would ask me at a certain point. I think I was probably five six. People would ask me. Are you going to, what are you going to do when you grow up? Yeah, and I'd say, I would be, I was, I would tell him I'm going to be a preacher like my dad. Uh, and I would stand on like the fireplace mantle and, you know, preach the couple of verses that I knew John three 16, you know, so yep, on and so yep. forth. That's pretty much the only one I knew. Um, David and Goliath, those stories. Yep, yep. But you know, as I got older, you know, there all of a sudden I realized how big the world was and how many options were really at my disposal. And you know, so I, I started, you know, dabbling in a few ideas. I kind of considered going into the NBA at one point, And then I realized the yes. NBA would never consider me, even though I was considering them. <laughs> um, I'm six foot two. Um, but I'm wide as I'll get out. Okay. There is, there is <laughs> no jump. Coordination. jump
0: from your Jordans. <laughs> no.
1: And I played basketball in high school, but my wife likes to remind me that I went to a Christian private school and <laughs> defaulted to varsity because of a lack of players. So she likes to remind me of that humble beginnings, (laughs) but I started playing guitar at 13, ended up leading worship for my Christian school at the time, ended up leading worship for our youth group at the time, then would occasionally fill in for our worship pastor when he was gone. And that kind of be, that kind of opened that door for ministry in my mind. And at the time I was like, okay, I'm just going to be a worship pastor. I right. liked having the guitar and the mic stand and the words I was supposed to sing yeah. plastered <laughs> on the back wall. Totally. I was like, it's hard to go wrong here. Um, and so I started going down that route and I ended up praying through Bible schools to go to. At one point I was thinking of going to one in Australia and then there was this other one that was here about four hours from where I live. It's it, it's in Dallas, Texas called Christ for the Nations. And at through after praying through it, I I really felt like God was calling me to Dallas. And so I ended up moving to Dallas after I graduated high school and went to Bible school. And while I was there, God slowly, and right before I went, God slowly began to open my heart to the thought of preaching before this. I was like, my dad preaches. That's it. There's no way anyone would ever want to listen to me. (laughs) I was pretty funny all my life, like growing up, but I, I, I didn't think about preaching And all of a sudden it was around that time, God started putting communicators on my radar, preachers on my radar Mm -hmm. who I resonated with on a, on a molecular level, not just like what they said, but how they, I I resonated Mm -hmm. with them. Like, I like to say it like this. I saw a bit of me inside of them and it almost was like, I have permission to do it like that. Like if I was to do it, I could do it like that. I could do that. Like I'd be down with that. And it was like, God just began to use these people to inspire me and really stoke and provoke that call on the inside of me and it was like it's weird i like to say it like this one night it, it felt like one night i went to sleep like not wanting to preach and the next morning i woke up with a passion to preach i had wow. no idea what i would say but i couldn't <laughs> wait to say, but i couldn't wait to say it you know what i mean yes, i'm like no so idea good. what i'm going to say but i can't wait to open up my mouth and see what comes out <laughs> and all of a sudden god just began to give me these opportunities and so i started kind of like using social media um, went to Bible school, ended up getting to preach in front of my entire school. I took my preaching class and um, was one of three students that got to preach in front of the like 1,500 to 2,000 uh, 1, oh, 2, awesome. students. Yeah, it was crazy. And like God just began to confirm, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is the call. This is the this is the route. This is the road. And I started going down it and God just began to open up doors. It wasn't long after that. I had built like a bit of a following through like mobile photography mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. I had like probably 30,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And I started, I was like, like, I'm not a mobile photographer. I'm a preacher. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to preach, and so I started posting preaching clips as I would get them. You know, even like lifestyle photography stuff. And I started traveling the whole nation, even the globe, preaching conferences, doing that sort of thing. And then this is a story in of itself. I I, I amassed probably fifty-seven thousand, I think it was followers on that account. And God asked me to shut it down, turn the whole thing off, delete the account. And in 2019, I did that. And since then. Obviously, a lot of things have transpired, which we can get into, but God has since resurrected it to a degree. Not that same literal account. That same account is deactivated. But this new account within the last... 11 months, Come I now on. have more followers on this Instagram than I did on that Instagram. I'm preaching to literally millions of people every single month. And whereas I was not getting that kind of reach on that other one, I'm getting you know invites to preach all over the country, getting to be friends with people that I never dreamed I would get to glean from and rub elbows with and have relationship with. And it's just been a wild ride. But the crazy thing is, this: I don't normally ever say this in telling this story. And I want to say it because God put it on my heart. As I began to look back, I never would have dreamed I was called to preach. But then I looked back and I realized when I was a kid, some kids put on music when they go to sleep, right? Like just to kind of help them doze off. When I was 10, 11, 12, 13, I had these CDs of preachers that I would put in my CD player and I would play it. And it would just, I put it on repeat and that same sermon would play all night long on repeat. Wow. And I got, I got so acquainted with it. I would wake up in the morning and knew exactly where the sermon, the preacher was at in the sermon.
0: Wow! And I'm like,
1: I look back and I'm like, why was I doing that? I didn't want to preach. I didn't so even necessarily cool. love listening to preaching, but it's, it's, it's these signs that, man, mm-hmm. Keenan, you were always called to this. You were always yeah. called to be a voice for your generation. And it's crazy. Like when you look back, like how God was preparing you all the way along, and you didn't even know it.
0: It's mi- so true. He mister
1: so Miyagi. Me. He mister Miyagi. <laughs> Miyagi- <laughs> he me, did. He said,
0: mean. "I'm just going to flip that. Now the CD. Now the record is yours, brother. And <laughs> no, that no, is the crazy. sound, right? How
1: crazy? Yeah,
0: it's so cool. I think my son is nine at this point, and I think about what I've seen in him and witnessed in him since he was so little, he he's really passionate about jujitsu. And so he's got an Instagram account just for his jujitsu. And it's, it's about him being a warrior for Christ and he will just like drop sound. He'll just drop preaching messages. He'll stand up in his little tiny little Pokemon boxers and he'll start preaching on the edge of the bed and start rapping about David and Goliath and all the things. And, watching him from afar simultaneously cannot stand being on a stage. If he has to go on a stage, he like doesn't like it at all. He only likes really intimate environments. Yeah. And so it makes me wonder like god, how are you going to use this? What is that going to look like? How is this going to be? And then insert social media, I'm like he's like turn on the camera, mama. Turn on the camera. He can be on stage and not be on stage so in true. the same way. It's like the actor who d- is an introvert. You're like, yeah. how are you, Matthew McConaughey, an introvert? And yet you're an extrovert, right? Right. And so it's just really cool to watch people's like lives unfold, especially when they're your children or friends that you get to watch all of those little, mm. um, idiosyncrasies, you know, become. I'm true. curious now as you're as you're standing in this space where like traveling and preaching and teaching, how do you prepare for the message that you're gonna share with all of these different genres of people? I know your age bracket, like you and your bride are, are really focused in on the young generation, right? but young you adults, get to speak yeah. to people of all generations. How yeah. do you prepare? How does the Holy it, Spirit prepare you is probably a better question. Yeah,
1: no, I honestly, I only preach out of what the Holy Spirit has preached to me. It's kind of a rule I have
0: yeah. um,
1: and and that 's how I know something works. If it worked on me, I know it'll work on somebody else, and if it was like impactful for me and it 's actually like you know proven dividends in my life, then why wouldn't it work somewhere else and so then good. ultimately, that lets me know I have the authority mm-hmm. to speak on that subject because i 've already let God speak to me on it, not mm-hmm. to say that i've like nailed it and have it all sure. down and you know, that I, I I'm batting a thousand in that department, but I'm working on it. I've embraced it. You know, this, I'm not talking out of something that I heard somebody else say, Completely. and there's nothing wrong repeating people. I, I like to tell young preachers this. Sometimes you've got to be willing to be an echo before God trusts you with being a voice. Sometimes you've got to be willing to be an echo before God trusts you with being a voice because we're so, everybody is so worried about being original I want to be original. True. I want to have original content. True. I want to have said something original. And it's like, God never called us to be original. He called us to be faithful. So good. you can originally be faithful. There's nothing mm. wrong with that. God, the, the, the goal of your life should not be, I want to have said and done things no one else has ever done. It's, I want to have said and done what God put on my heart to say and do. And if that's something that I heard somewhere else and, you know, I can take that, tweak it, make it a, you know, there's a lot of things that I've said that I heard other people say, but I put my keen and spin on it. You know what I mean? I, I put my keen in this on it. I, I, I say it <laughs> and I tweak it. I say it differently. And sometimes yeah. if I literally can't make a sentence or a statement or a thought better, yeah. I will just straight up say it right. um, because it's about reaching people not about being original. If I'm building my platform, then I'm constantly worried about am I, is all the stuff I'm doing original. But if I'm just trying to reach anyone and everyone, I'm like, let me use the most effective stuff. I mean, that's that's John Maxwell's yes, principle. All on. his books, all of his books. <laughs> It is stuff he has ripped from other people. Hey, yeah, this regurgitation. Yeah, you're getting the best of the best. He has taken the time to sift through a wealth of knowledge, and he's now bringing you the best of the best. And I think that's what is, we as preachers and we as you know Christians and communicators and content creators ought to be doing. Is like, I want to find the most effective and faithful way to say this, not the most original way to say this, if that makes sense.
0: It makes complete sense. It makes me think of Jesus when literally disciples are like, how do you pray? Right. And he says, you pray like this. And he Mm -hmm. literally gives them the Lord's prayer, which has been said millions and millions and billions of times since Mm -hmm. then. And so there's nothing. He didn't say, um, figure it out yourself. You've got your own prayer that you've got to do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. don't say what I say because that won't work for you. No, it says pray like this. Mm -hmm. And so there is so much power and freedom in that, right? If we already have the word, the word that has been written Mm -hmm. is never going to be null and void. You can never, you might be ostracized by speaking it, but so are the disciples. So are many, many people, but it's here for you. And so I think what's so brilliant about that is like for the people who are newly stepping into, I get really nervous when I turn on the camera. I don't really know what I'm going to say when I turn on the mic. It's like you don't have to use your own words. You just have to practice with your voice. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about voice is that we all carry our own frequency. Yeah. And so when I hear a sound, it's like you listen to your favorite soundtrack of Jaira yep. and I listen to my own version of my favorite soundtrack of Jaya, yep. and it speaks to my heart in a different way. Yep. You might like acoustic. You might like the violin. You might like the guitar. It doesn't matter. But you are made for such a time as this to yes. individually create frequency and pour in to the Come person on. whose ears are only attuned to the spirit that is t- flowing out of you, in my opinion. Well,
1: And the way Jesus says this, the sheep know their shepherd's voice. The sheep know their shepherd's voice. And there are people you are called to shepherd. And guess what? When you begin to speak, the people you're called to shepherd will know your voice. When you begin to toss that out on the internet, obviously, ultimately, Jesus is the shepherd. I'm not trying to twist the scriptures here. But we are called to be Christ's ambassadors in the world. And I think so many people worry about, not everybody's going to like what I have to say. Not everybody's going to jive with me. No, they're not. But your sheep will know your voice. The people called to receive from you, to receive the oracles of God through your lips of clay, they will resonate and they'll know your voice and they'll tune in. But if you don't open up your mouth, you're robbing them of what God has intended for them to listen to and glean to, um, glean from. And yeah, I just, I just think that's really big. I mean, I tell people every day, I get messages every single day online about how I am a heretic. How, I, like, <laughs> of course. like of course. If, if you have a problem with being called a heretic, you need to go just hide in a hole and never share your faith with anyone. Right. Because, because the truth is this, everyone is a heretic to someone. Everyone is a heretic. There's somebody who believes what you believe is a load of crap. Mm. There's somebody who thinks you have bought into some lie. You're crazy. You're this or that. Even people who believe the same stuff as you are still going to believe the way you do it and the way you extrapolate and the way you interpret, the way you pontificate is wrong. And so, at the end of the day, we just have to be doing our darndest to make sure that we are, we are being as genuine and true to the Bible as we possibly can be and loving people and meeting people right where they're at and let God sort, sort it out. Let the chips fall where they may.
0: Well, I love the perspective of what you said with how you share it is based on the conviction or the stewarding or the grace that has been shown to you Yeah. Uh, from a business lens, from an entrepreneurial lens, because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that are here and they're Ooh. doing it from their faith perspective, right? Like their their firm foundation is the rock and therefore they're creating something out of that place. Right. They can often get into the mindset or the physicality of a sales call. or of a strategy, or of a way in which somebody built their business. And so I must choose that same business blueprint in order for me to have an effective social media marketing strategy such as Kenan. And I always come back to this fact. I said, don't let anyone sell you something. No one. I don't care who they are, how many followers they have, that one, they haven't walked out themselves. And two, that is not with your own signature associated to it. Mm. If they say this is the only way in which it be done, there's right. no other way other than right. the way, the truth and the life and the narrow path through Jesus Christ. That's on. the only thing that can be re- replanted into your spirit. Right. God is going to do something uniquely and divinely and wonderfully through your obedience and through your story because so no one shares that.
1: No, no, it's, it's, it's unique. And that's why the word says that they overcame By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, right? right. And the verse before that, we love to quote that one, but the verse before that talks about how the accuser of the brethren, that's where we get that idea that Satan is the accuser. The word, the name Satan is not even a name. It's a title. It literally means the accuser, right? Um, So it's just his title. He's not even worthy of a name. He doesn't have a name. His name was (laughs) Lucifer. And when he gave that up, he just like, you're you're nameless, dude. Like, we'll just give you a title. And you are the accuser. But it says the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. And how did they do it? They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Other people's testimonies can inspire, inspire you, but it's your testimony coupled with the blood of Jesus, the blood of the lamb that enables you to overcome. And if you won't tell, God is not going to tell your story for you. God will not get on Instagram and say, <laughs> hey, let me tell Tamara's story because she refuses to. You either tell it or it goes untold. And, and and that is what God is trying to get you to do is tell your testimony, get out there and begin to share it. It's not everybody's going to love it, but who can take your testimony from you? They can no debate one. and try to debunk the Bible all they want. Yep. But who who can rob from you when you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good? No one can rob you of that experience and no one can combat that. And it's a powerful thing.
0: That is so good. And it really makes me think through the concept of power and authority associated yeah. to that identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah this uh, morning, I was actually having a conversation with a pastor friend of mine who I call pastor at times, all all the time. But there's moments where I'm like, oh, I'm sitting at his feet, right? And then there's moments where we're iron sharpening iron. And I'm like, what about this? What about this? Right? Right. And just challenging because I think that that's important to do in love. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're having this conversation about like, Psalm 82 and John 10, which to give you context, is about this element of us being called gods with a little G. Okay. And the knowing that we, being Christ, like being ambassadors, you used that word earlier, being an image bearer of who God is based on our actual identity and DNA, Mm -hmm. how do you teach other people to stay out uh, and in humility out of pr- place of pride and ego but also a conduit because it mm-hmm. took keenan yeah. turning his social media back on right. it took keenan sound it took keenan stepping up on stage and starting to do that thing how does how do you rectify people being like well Either somebody else will do it or that's not God's will or there's so many conversations that we could stem from from this place.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I think, uh, okay, so there's nothing wrong with recognizing who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. You coming into an awareness of who you are and what you carry is important, but you got to remember who gave it to you to carry. Like yes. that's the point right yes. that's where the the true identity and the power from your identity come, but the humility coupled with the identity mm-hmm. right um, and an identity from given to you from Christ will never produce unchrist like character within you, and to, yeah, whenever you get you know prideful and full of yourself, that is not exactly a characteristic of Christ first yep. uh, John chapter five verse one says this it's, it uses this phrase: "Those who have been born." of God. If you know anything about the Bible, you know the Bible was not written in English. So that word born in the original language is a Greek word, and it's the word geneo. geneo. And really what this word geneo means is where we get the word gene. Like not genes, like blue genes, but like literally like your DNA, genes, genealogy. So
0: cool, yeah. What this
1: literally means is anyone who has been re-gened of God, anyone who has been has had their genetic, their spiritual genetic code altered by Yahweh, altered by the finished work of Jesus on the cross. They are children of God. You are not the same old creation just adopted and slapped a new last name on your, you know, spiritual birth certificate. You are a completely new creation. I mean, that's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, all things have become new right it's not this idea of one day you 'll be new if you can work up, if you can work it out, if you can get to heaven, if like one day you actually begin to emulate Jesus, then we 'll see that you're the new creation. No, you are the new creation. you are not the same even though sometimes you still act like it because you still have the muscle memory. You don't know anything different. You're still learning how to be the new you, right? Right. Like a baby has the ability to walk. They just don't know how to do it yet. They've got the legs. They've got the equilibrium, all of the stuff that they need in order to stand up straight and walk across the room. But they just haven't learned how you have it. It's in you. The DNA has been changed. You are still daily through sanctification learning how to live in the life Jesus has already given you. And and that's what I would say is, is you've got to jump. You've just got to start. You've got to be willing to fall just like any baby has to be willing to fall down, scrape their knee, bump their head, have a goose egg or two. You've got to be willing to just start. And I would say this particularly for particularly for social media and shout out to think media who I, I listen to and glean from from so much. And, you know, my friend Omar over there. Um, but one of the things they say is your first videos are your worst videos.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: your first videos. There's no helping
0: work. it. It just no. Is. <laughs> you're
1: figuring it out. Like but the crazy thing is that stuff that ultimately down the line, you're going to look back and be like, dang, like I sucked that stuff helped people. And I think, I don't think there's, I don't think it's a coincidence that the first syllable of success is suck. (laughs) I just don't think it's a coincidence that the very first syllable of the word success is suck. You've got to be willing to suck in order to succeed. And, and and God's (laughs) called you to. And ultimately when you keep, you know, um, you know, sucking holds you back, you and you keep allowing the idea of you, you not being good at something to hold you back, that's rooted in a place of pride. That's yeah. rooted in a place of right. I've got to protect my image rather than I'm called to be an image bearer um, of Christ. And so it really is just you getting over you. That's really what it's about. Um, and I have found that, you know, nobody likes to make a big deal of people who are already doing a good enough job of making <laughs> themselves a big deal. But the more I, I'm telling you, the more I make Jesus a big deal, the more I make other people a big deal, and leverage my platform for others, and and the things of that nature in the kingdom of God. The more people are willing to get behind me and go, Keenan, I, I, I think you're the man. Like, I, I and, <laughs> yeah. and it's not, and and th- those are their words, not mine. But it's right. It's there's something about you give people permission to yeah. love you, to rally behind you, to get behind you when you are not the one having to rally and get behind yourself, and so but you got to start It's so somewhere.
0: true. It's so true. And then that's where the body of Christ gets to be fully represented. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes, and this is like, what makes me think of like the flying V of, of birds. Right. There'll be times where you need to catch wind. And so you drop to the back and somebody else is in that, in the man position or in the, right. well, this is for girls too. Don't take offense, ladies. Yes. Right. It's just understanding that the body of Christ, just like my body, if I break my right arm, my left hand is going to have to do a little bit more work. Yeah. And if we are not in awareness or we're not allowing ourselves based in ego or pride or scarcity mentality of sharing mm-hmm. Come on, that's going to you're going to be in a place where you are the front runner for a while. And when it's time for you because of something that happens in your flesh, something that happens in your family, something that happens in your spirit life. It doesn't matter. Good, bad, ugly, where you're going to need to take a little bit of a rest and you're not going to have anybody in your corner to support you. And so I love that you mentioned the people behind you because those people behind you are also meant to sometimes be in front of you. Mm -hmm. And if we aren't willing to surrender that time or that energy or that stage, man, we'll really put ourselves in a predicament later when something happens.
1: So true. And you got to keep people close that tr- yeah. that you trust. I think yeah. that's the biggest deal. You know, my dad told me this years ago. He said when somebody's on a stage and they're on a platform, right? And that's what ultimately God has called everybody to is some sort of a platform yep. to use their platform for the the advancement of the gospel and yep. the spreading of his fame and his name. But when someone is on a platform, the people furthest away have the best of you. They're like, oh my gosh, they look so good. Everybody looks great from a distance, but it's the people up close Mm. who all of a sudden have this angle right here. They're not (laughs) that angle. They have this angle and they can see up your nose. (laughs) The double chin. They can see the double chin. They They see the stuff. That's good. Uh, they, they see up it all right, <laughs> and um, I, I think that's why the people that you have closest, I want the people that I have closest to have the best things to say about me. Mm-hmm. I want them to go, hey, Keenan is not perfect. I am not far yep. from it. Yeah, but Keenan loves God. Mm-hmm. He wants the local church to win. Mm-hmm. He wants people to find Jesus. He is he he is a grace guy, but he's also a truth guy. Um, and Keenan stands for biblical principles, but he doesn't sacrifice the people Jesus died for on the altar of those biblical principles, but he will gladly continue. I, I just want the people who know me the best to have the best things to say about me. You know, the, the, I want people to say, you know, the best stuff I've ever heard Keenan say wasn't on a podcast. There the best go. stuff I've ever heard Keenan say was in a one-on-one conversation so when we were on a phone call, FaceTime, or in a coffee shop somewhere. Um, that's the stuff I want. And you You know, I think all of us want that, but it's not about just having the right, the best intentions, right? You you know, the world doesn't know your intentions. They know your actions. And so we've got to actually begin to be those people, actually begin to say those things, do those things, get on our face before God. And if you want to be a man or a woman who's known by prayer and fasting Mm -hmm. and known for actually doing what it takes to have a godly business or ministry or family, you got to do those things when no one is there. And, and that's what ultimately legacy is all about. And that's how oh, you leave one.
0: So rich, brother. And and I sucked in every single category at one point.
1: We all do. It's, I it's still just going to
0: happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. There's only one perfect one who's yep. ever exampled it. And Come as on. you're talking and I'm thinking about the people in closest proximity, it just makes me think of Jesus and the disciples and the ones that he held closest mm. who who were there in all of those moments. One of the reasons I love watching Chosen is because I think about yeah the parts of the of the scripture that aren't actually in the scripture, but they're between every single right. moment and every single line. And yeah. they're not in red and they're not in white and they're not in black, but they did exist. Yes. And so you're talking about those moments that aren't mm-hmm. going to make it on a book that in a book or on a podcast or any of those, but they're the people who are going to embed that into their own children, into mm-hmm. their own platform because by osmosis, right? They're yeah, going to then, on. And still it's, that's what us being Christ-like is meant to do. The more we become out of our process of sanctification, the more we can then offer it out to those people in our platform that we get the privilege to connect with. It's so rich. It's so dynamic. And it's, as we're talking about it, I'm like, it's so simple.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really really is. And it's getting okay with what God has asked you to do. And and not comparing it to what he's allowing others to do. You know, I'm reminded of the apostle John, the apostle John is the only disciple who actually showed face when Jesus was on the cross. Mm. Jesus is hanging on the cross and the only disciple who's standing there at the foot of the cross is the apostle John. And while Je- this is how this is how gracious Jesus is. Jesus is dying, a, a death by crucifixion. It's one of it's the most painful way to die. Before that they flogged him to where you couldn't tell if he was a man or an animal. And while mm. he's he's hanging there with his flesh hanging like ribbons, he's gasping for air with a crown of thorns in his head, he looks down and he sees John and right next to her is Mary, his mother. And he tells John to take care of Mary. Jesus is still looking after others when he's in his final breath. I think everybody mm-hmm. would give Jesus a pass to kind of get a little selfish, yeah. get a little, you know, start navel gazing for a second, just kind of <laughs> be like, what, what, look at where I am. But he's taking care of Mary. And, and John, the reason you don't see him very much throughout the book of Acts is because he was being faithful to taking care of Mary. Wow. While Peter is preaching these sermons and his yeah. shadow is healing people and all these crazy things are happening, mm. John's over there cutting finger sandwiches, you know, <laughs> brewing some chamomile tea for Mary oh, at 3 so o'clock in the afternoon, just being faithful to what yeah. God called him to. But I also don't think it's a coincidence that John's the only disciple who doesn't die by martyrdom.
0: So true. John's
1: the only one. John writes an incredible gospel which was the last gospel written, the gospel according to John. And then he writes 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Then he writes the book of Revelation. While he's exiled on this island called Patmos, he would have never gotten to do any of those things had he been like, well, I want to be like Peter in my shadow. (laughs) I haven't even seen my shadow because I've been inside with Mary for three freaking years. You know what I mean? Doing Cutting finger sandwiches and making him a tea. He got okay with where he was called to be. He's yeah. faithful until Mary died. Church history tells us that John looked after Mary until she passed away and then started doing his, his, his riding and, in traveling and preaching.
0: Incredible. And that makes me think of like, say at home moms, right? Who, yeah, who come often on. feel this way. And yep. they're like, when is it my time? When yep. is it my time? And God's like, your time is now it's in it's the middle. Now. It's in the process. I'm mm-hmm. helping you not only shape these incredible descendants of mine, but the opportunity that what's to come for you is that much richer because you're doing and walking out the calling of that moment. And mm-hmm. you can experience the presence of the Lord no different than Keenan can, than I yeah. can. Come on. It's it's no different, right? He's there yeah. with you. He is in the knowing and in the processing of those moments. And so I just well, what you, you just said
1: to, to to the the single mom out there or yeah. a mom who feels like she's a failure that she would never be able to raise children. The the dad as well. But I want to specifically talk to a mom. You know, Rahab in the Bible is a prostitute. Rahab was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. She ends up allowing some of the the children of Israel to take refuge in her house. She sneaks Mm -hmm. them out of the wall of Jericho, all those things. She was a prostitute, a woman used, a woman of ill repute, a woman no other woman wants her son being with. But who did she give birth to? She gave birth to Boaz. Rahab, the prostitute, gave birth to Boaz, the hunk of all hunks, the man that that every guy who wants to be a biblical man of God aspires to be. We all want to be Boaz. Guess who his mom was? Rahab, a woman of ill repute, but she raised a world changer. Mm. She raised a man who was who's, who's called the kinsman redeemer. Right. And I think that's the thing. That's the place that we've got to get is that you just because you've been a certain way doesn't mean you can't raise a child doesn't mean you can't raise a legacy doesn't mean you can't raise a family who doesn't repeat the same sin cycles you did. Come but on, they that's break so the cycle that's that so they're good. a disruptor to the enemy's plans that they're a Come chain breaker on. that you can for real break mm-hmm. the generational curses that are on you like it stops with me and rahab did that and 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 I want to tell you stay at home mom and moms that feel like you're not enough you can deposit something in your children that Goes on, and it becomes they become the new benchmark. Where you were the embarrassment, right. your children are the benchmark.
0: Come on, that's so rich. Well, it just makes you think of of um all of the promises that were repeated, repeated, repeated to Abraham, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Isaac, to Jacob, to yep. Jacob, to Joseph, to Joseph, to I don't even know all of their names. Oh, I can so just, many all the right, tribes they don't stop, and it ultimately goes to the lineage of Jesus, which ultimately yeah. goes to what we were talking about in the new creation in the new identity is you. And so you were thought about, you were predestined for decades and decades and generations and generations. And your child has a connection point. And that's the biggest honor that we could have of all things in who we're connected to, especially if you end up being a parent. And if you're not uh, an exact parent, if you don't have your own children, Oh my gosh, the children that need you to be their mama, to be their daddy, right? And introduce them to Abba in the process. Nothing else matters. Nothing Nothing. else matters. I mentioned briefly earlier, Keenan, about my mom. Um, Last year, I had an opportunity to baptize her for the first time and watch her walk into a relationship with Christ over the course of the last couple of years. And I I never thought that that prayer would get answered, to be honest. And it is wild to see what we as children, and I'm sure you're doing this for your parents all the time, which we as children have an opportunity to teach the generations above us. And I know you pour into the generation of you and below you, but like – you're a voice, Your wisdom. I just want to speak life into that Thank right you. now and the connectivity of who you are in Christ that is going to literally teach men to be better fathers and mm. women to be better mothers and generations to come are going to be impacted by the boldness of your voice come and by on. the way that you gently and yet loudly show up and you just war with Christ every single day for what's transpiring in Amen. the natural here on earth and Amen. you're bringing heaven into new new understanding for people, for them to take dominion on the own areas of chains that have been in bonding them and bondage that's been happening for these generations that we're mentioning are mm. going to be completely severed by your voice, Amen. by the stages in which you take and by the people in which you help support and get to know God. Amen. And so I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so on. excited. I could just Ooh. keep going.
1: Thank you. But I received that.
0: God is so good, brother. I'm he so is. excited. For you.
1: He is. And and, and my thing is this I'm I'll be 28 in two months. So um if he's this good at twenty-eight, how much better does he get? And and that's the thing is, you know, the the last thing I'm ever gonna say when I get to heaven is man, you're not as good as I thought you were. Like to God, that's the last thing I'm gonna say to him. God, you're not nearly as good as I made you sound. (laughs) I cannot over exaggerate the goodness of God. You can't. And that's why it's worth, there's nothing worth giving your life to other than exploring the height, the length, the width and the depth of his love. There is nothing else giving your life to you. You are wasting your days. You're wasting the borrowed breath in your lungs. If you, if you give yourself to anything lesser than exploring the mysteries Of who he is, man, I feel the ghost on this. Come on, it's It's so
0: good. It's so good. I just want to like devour the word right now. Yeah, I know. I love it. it. It's never ending, right? How far and how great and how wonderful is your love? And I really
1: pray, come on. I really pray that the people watching this stream and and watching the YouTube, listening to this podcast, wherever you're finding this, I just really feel led to even pray Mm, um, for them to have a deeper Mm. desire to devour the word of God like never before. That's what I'm praying that this podcast really does stoke within you. As man, as we've begun to talk about the word, I pray that you just, grow in an insatiable desire Mm. to know the word of God and be known by the word of God like never before. I mean, the Bible is the only book that while you read it, it reads you. Mm, And so I just want to pray for that right now. Lord, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice, those watching this live stream and those watching later on in the archive. Lord, I thank you right now. I speak in an accelerated desire. To devour your word like never before. I speak a spirit of wisdom and understanding to come upon them that has never been there. I thank you for those aha moments, those, that, that Rama word, Lord, that right when they read it, it is exactly what they needed that they would mm-hmm. understand what they're reading, that it's not a dusty old antiquated book with, with outdated ideas, but it mm-hmm. is life to our bones, Lord, that it guides us and leads us in every facet of life, not just our spiritual life, but in our relational life, our economic life, our business business life, our finance life, our relationships, God, with our children, with our spouse, with with our friendships, with ourselves, with our boss Mm -hmm. and our employer. God, I thank you that your word covers it all. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I thank you for just, I just speak a new hunger, more hungry than ever for the things of God and specifically the word of God. And I release that now in Jesus name. Jesus amen.
0: Name. Amen. Amen. You guys have got to get to connected to all things that Kenan is working on. on. He's on YouTube. He's yeah. on. Instagram. And he, with this traveling ministry, you all, I know pers- firsthand that that does not come without a cost, no. right? Especially as him and his bride have this sweet baby to just bring blessings over your ministry and your mission so that one, you can always go together because that's yeah, going to be so dynamic to, to just showcase marriage covenant and family operating underneath this anointing. Um, but if you guys want to partner with Keenan. I am going to be an advocate for that. So we're going to put all the links that you can do so below. thank you so much. And we're so excited for you. I can't wait to be in in person and looking up your nose here soon. (laughs) (laughs) Come
1: on, let's go. I'll make sure it's clean that day.
0: (laughs) Please do. And just blessings over your bride and the birth of your baby boy. I'm so excited for you. Thank
1: you so much, Tamara. All right, Gail, go to that appointment
0: before I get in trouble because she's in in the hospital room right now. Love you, love you, love you.
1: Love you, peace.